welcome back, everybody, to the Between Two Wheels podcast. Today's show, cancellations galore for the 2021 seasons. They are piling up, such as uh, the Bora Hansgrohe team. They piled up on the road, kind of reminiscent of the giant Alpeson crash in 2016. Ketones, they're going to be decided by the UCI and some jail time for blood doping. Sprinters complain, this time it's Sagan's turn. We'll talk about that one. And should I, Tyler, apologize for my rant, my non-empathetic rant against Velopromo last week? Well, we'll take a look at all that. Welcome. It's 219 episodes. It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 18, 2021. This is Tyler Yonke, Between Two Wheels Podcast. I think I've covered all that. Right now, just go to wherever you're at, you're listening, watching this, just hit uh, subscribe to us. We lost a few subscribers on YouTube, eh, but let's keep pushing those things up. So subscribe to us there, just hit it, make a comment, we'll get back to you. And I'm going to read some viewer mailbag here today, so we will kind of encapsulate all that. Let's start with the Vela promo thing. Look, take a look back. Uh, before I get there, let's... I want to thank Jason Saltzman for coming onto the show, episode 218. We had a nice interview with him. Great kid. Um, it was really good to, to kind of get an understanding of where he's been. And, you know, you think you see some of these juniors and young kids out riding, you know, just really laying it down. And you think maybe it's been easy for them all along. And Jason kind of says otherwise. So good for him. I think, you know, look, our thing is let's let's talk to Jason. Uh, a little self-serving. If he makes it really big, we've got this connection to him. If he bombs, which we hope he doesn't, then it's just right in line with everything else we do on this podcast. So either way, we're covered. Jason, we wish you the best. I'm pretty sure he's going to be successful. And uh, everyone can follow him with the Wildlife Generation Pro Cycling Team. So check out two, um, 218 episode 218 we just had, just posted it in this weekend for our interview with Jason. But we're going to talk about some other things today. Um, Velo Promo and Tyler. Well, um, we got some feedback. My issue with Vela Promo, I'll just recap it. You can look at that on episode 217. Went a little off on that. Uh, very narrow focused of uh, didn't really appreciate the way that they were calling everybody out. Um, you know, we've been in lockdown for a year. I don't need to restate all these things. And you look at comparisons of different states that have not done the th same thing we have. And the cases are not quite the same. So who knows what the reasoning is for that? Everyone seems to think it's non-compliance. Uh, I think there's data out there to show otherwise. But are you showing me data that uh, supports your side? So we're all cheering on the tour and other races in other countries, but we're ecstatic about them not happening in our own backyard. And this is a, a, a health issue, right? Get out, ride your bike. Let's make it um, something that we can all do. So we'll get to some mailbag here. Uh, as far as my empathy, it shouldn't matter my reasoning for wanting to do bike racing. It really shouldn't matter if I come from a, a position of, and, and by the way, I got some, um, you know, messages, the ones that posted on Facebook and YouTube directly, I will read those. The ones that sent me stuff privately, I will not because I didn't get your consent for it. Uh, maybe you intended me to do so, but I, I just don't want to breach that. So, um, typically though, if you send me something about the show privately, I probably will talk, <laughs> talk about it. I may, um, but I do try to hold that off. Uh, but you know, I've had work related issues. I've deal with family law prop, do a lot of property stuff now. And, I'm seeing a tremendous amount of, you know, uh, domestic violence restraining order issues going on. Uh, people losing their job, not being able to pay spousal support, child support, people not being able to receive spousal support, child support, because 
people have lost their jobs, they've lost their houses. I can go over and over to these situations. These are real world situations that basically for the middle class, underclass, lower class has really hit them hard. And that is where my empathy fa falls. And so, you know, maybe I react to that. You guys are out there still working for the state or what have you, you get your nice paycheck. Oh, I got a little bit of a deduction. You say, okay, fine. But there's real world situations of people out there. And uh, perhaps that's my, uh, where my empathy comes from. Shouldn't really matter what my reasoning is. If you feel sorry for me or I feel sorry or not, maybe I just have reasonings. If it's not a good reason, then it really doesn't matter if it comes from a place of empathy. But that's my thing. I, I just want, I think health, <clears throat> being outside, being able to ride your bike outside and all that. And I'm not gonna really go down to that. You, you've heard that you're, you're here for cycling and, and that's really what I wanna push. Okay, I'm not anti-Velo promo either way. Um, those shirts I get, because I've got a, a bunch of them, I tend to hand off to my kids. They're a little, little stiff. That's all I'm saying. But you know, it's it's what it is. We appreciate the racing, nevertheless. I support the organizations that um, are promoting cycling, and I maybe choose not to support the ones that are not supporting cycling. That's all I'm going at. All right, let's go to some cancellations. Tour Down Under, as we know, was canceled. New Zealand, I think, is canceled. Uh, Colorado Classic for 2021 has also been canceled. And uh, with the bummer about that one is, you know, that that race, obviously, it started, um, you know, a while ago with the, the men, and we were able to have them in there. And now it is a situation where we are not even uh, having it started. It was women only in 2019. Last year, they didn't have it. And then we have 221 is also being canceled. Um, Colorado Classic presented by VF Corporation, America's premier women's only racing event, today announced its plans to return to racing in 2022 and not hold the event in 2021. Following overwhelming success in its debut as women's standalone event in 2019, blah, blah, blah. With that in mind, we have decided not to showcase the women in 2020 and or 2021. Ugh. Okay, so um, look, that race uh, had men going on there. They had some women, and then they just women only. Chloe Dygart destroyed everybody. And when I say destroyed, I mean destroyed. I think she won every stage, every jersey in the 2019 event. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the competition that allowed that to happen. But we obviously know that she is a beast, and so it's not unwarranted that it, that it took place where she was riding away from everybody. But it wasn't the highest women's caliber racing either, but it was showcasing women in the US and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was a little disappointing to see at one time she's off the front, even on a flat stage, barreling in a few K to go. And the whole pack is kind of spread across the road. No one really gets up the fight to to chase it. So she was stronger than the entire women's field. Uh, congrats to her. And sadly, this is not, you know, they say they go on here. This is not an easy decision to make. We know that the race holds an important place on both the domestic and international race calendar, and we remain committed to our goal of being the best women's race in the world, just not the last two years. Okay, and uh, people are gonna complain at me for making that, but I think it's good to push women's racing, see what you can do. Um, but you know, as Jason, and I've pointed this out from day one too, maybe it's permitting, you're not able to get permits. So um, maybe the state of Colorado doesn't, doesn't like women. Maybe that's what we'll come out to. Uh, Tour San Juan has also been canceled. The Volta al San Juan canceled due to coronavirus pandemic. Uh, remember, uh, Remco Evenepoel won that last year, and he was not really up to racing yet anyway, so he's probably okay with this, <laughs> keeping the, the racing not happening. The 2021 Volta al San Juan has been canceled due to the rising number of coronavirus cases in Argentina. The event has been due 
to take place from January 24 to 20 to 34. Sorry, 24 to 31. The Vuelta a España, the Vuelta a San Juan, first took place in 1982 and has been held every year since. Following the demise of the Tour de San Luis, the Vuelta a San Juan stepped up to become a UCI 2.1 race in 2017. I think that's Bacamalumer won it that year. Attracting several world tour teams in the process, the event formed part of the new UCI Pro Series last year. Okay, um, Chris Froome was looking to take his debut, and you're getting some of these early season canceled races, and you're looking to see some of these riders, like you know, Chris Froome is his new team. He had a tough 2020. Uh, did seem to kind of pull it around there at the uh, Vuelta. What I mean by pulling around is he was uh, he was doing a ton of work. Evidently, he was raising his hand a lot to do work for Carapaz. Um, so we saw him a little later on some of the climbs uh, than he had been for the tour, which we was just lagging behind. So we'll see if he's actually coming about and maybe this whole change of team training in uh, California early on. Uh, maybe that would help him, but we're not going to see him there. Tour Rwanda, they've also canceled out. The Tour Rwanda postponed. Now, this is maybe the better deal. I like at least what they're trying to do here. They're postponing it rather than saying it's canceled altogether. The 2021 Tour Rwanda has been postponed until May due to the corona. COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, the race was due to take place from February 21 to 28, but has now been rescheduled for May 2 through 9, subject to confirmation by the UCI. So uh, the good thing you have with that one, obviously, is that they're going to try to at least uh, get the race off and on the ground as well, instead of just saying, oh, we're not even having a chance of this taking place. We're at least going to see if at some point they would... Um, still step it up and, and show it. So who was actually, let's take a look at the uh, the news report by uh, Cycling News. Um, event slated, okay, we got that. Who was actually Israel Startup Nation with a lone world tour team slated to take part in the race uh, while other teams total direct energy, B&B hotels prevented by, presented by KTM, Team Nova Nordisk and Andriani Giocatali Sidermac had also confirmed their participation. So this race is really kind of stepping up. Look, I imagine um, Israel Startup Nation and some of these other ones are going out there due to the fact that they actually are able to um, do an early season race, and this is one that that's, that's was going to happen. So whether they even get these teams to confirm back if the UCI approves them back in May, eh, that's subject to see, and I don't know that you're necessarily going to see that happen. Actually, I, I, I would doubt that you're going to see the same teams uh, looking to show up at this point. All right. Probably all heard about this. Bora Hansgrohe was hit by the team without training. Some of them were doing a ride off with the others. Some of them were riding together, but some split off and they decided to, well, I don't know what happened, but a car pulled out, hit them. So they first look, it's like, okay, most everyone's okay. But then some riders went to the, uh, to the hospital and then it's like, well, maybe we've got a little issue. And then it's like, well, actually two of them are, are possibly in, in fairly bad shape so what i think we'll do once again we'll take a look at this news story and go through it and then kind of compare it with um the one i don't know if you remember this but back in 2016 it was almost exactly the same time january 20 i think that one was um giant alpeson got hit you had i think michael matthews chad haga i'm trying to remember the guy he rode with trek later on uh and i think he did really well in the tour de france pyro bay stage uh, and he hurt his finger, and I can't remember his name for some reason. Someone else uh, join in here and let me know. But he was he was up there, and he was hit pretty bad as well. And you know, there's some some complications. 
Borhanjgo riders hit by vehicle at training camp, taken to hospital. Seven riders hit by a car while training in Italy. Several Borhanjgo riders have been taken to the hospital in northern Italy after a car hit a group of riders whilst they were out training on Saturday. You use the word whilst, and then you understand it is coming from a European website. Okay, according to the groups, uh, the reports, a group of seven riders were out training when they were hit by a car with at least three needing to be taken to the hospital. However, one of the riders in the team confirmed the incident with Eid Schelling taking to Strava to confirm the news. But a shit end of the camp, big crash with a car in my group. All guys crashed, the rider noted. I have a little safe angel on my shoulder as I was the only ones who decided not to go the extra hour. Hope everyone is okay. Don't know much more though. Keep an eye out in the Bora Hounsgrove socials. Uh, bummer for that. So then you started to see, okay, there were some guys that were taken to the hospital. And next thing you know, it's like, well, a uh, little updated here was Schellinger fractures vertebrae after being hit by car at Bora Hounsgrove camp. German rider and six teammates hit by a car while training had been diagnosed with fractures of the transverse process and cervical and thoracic spine after he and six other teammates were hit by a car and training on Saturday. Uh, Saturday. The incident occurred in the final Borahansgrohe training camp. We've talked about that. A uh, few details, the collision, but at least but three riders. And so um, those three had gone to the, the hospital. And then uh, I think there's the final update I really have on this one is... Um, seven riders involved in car reportedly pulls out in front of them on the final day of training. Andreas Schillinger has been diagnosed with fractures. That, uh, just mentioned that. Um, confirm, confirm, the team confirmed that Wilco Kelderman, Rudiger Selig, and Andreas Schillinger were taken to the hospital all conscious. Wilco sustained a concussion and a fractured vertebrae. Andreas sustained broken vertebrae and cervical and thoracic spine. We'd mentioned that for both riders were aiming to uh, conservative treatment. Rudy has also sustained a con concussion, but no fractures. So not a good uh, showing, you know, so um, Kelderman, first I was like, oh, you know, he used to be a Sunweb. Maybe he was part, maybe he's the problem getting hit. And by the way, it was interesting there that he kept talking about car wreck. And then later on, it just mentioned that an SUV hit him. Uh, look, someone's driving a vehicle. That's all we really need to know. You don't need to blame the SUV. It wasn't an autonomous car. Anyway, Kelderman had been with uh, Sunweb, but I don't think he joined them until 2017 or so. He'd been with Lotto, so I don't think I don't think that's the key. But anyway, uh, not good for that team to be going down like that. You know, um, we're seeing it, it's also an interesting thing right now. We're seeing a bunch of riders indicate which races they're going to be going for. Egon Bernal is talking about the Giro. I think I don't know what Kelderman was going for on this one, but um, we'll do a little breakdown in a little bit uh, next few weeks about which riders are determining to go where. Okay, I thought we'd pull this one up because this is an interesting situation that's been in development here, which is the use of ketones and how that is coming into the world tour and um, UCI will soon decide position on ketone use in Peloton. The MPCC are preparing a request to water to investigate the miracle drink. Okay, so if you, I just want to break come come stick a step back from this. So the MPCC is this group of I think nine, I think some riders uh, some teams have been pulled out of there, but they have somewhat higher or different restrictions on uh, testing and, and protocol that you have to have to be a part of this. And they're you know, trying to push for a clean cycling, um, but not all the teams are in there. So they, one of the things they're talking about here is ketones. And, you know, one of the big teams that uses that is Jumbo Visma. They've obviously been very successful. 
So some of the teams that aren't are like Sunweb as an example. They've been really critical about that. And Tom Dumoulin went from, you know, Sunweb over to, or now DSM over to Jumbo Visma and he's a, you know, they use it. So there's been some, some controversy and issues here. So the MPCC is really pushing for the UCI to make this an illegal uh, substance, you know, prohibitive substance. Uh, the movement for credible cycling is submitting a request to the World Anti-Doping Agency to investigate t ketones with the nine professional teams associated with the union created to defund, defend clean cycling opposed to their use. And MCC Chairman Roger Leger saying arguments in favor of ketones are thin on the ground. This might be a uh, translation issue here. According to Dillenberger, the UCI will soon respond to these developments with an official position on the so-called, quote, miracle drink, unquote. There have been tensions over the use of ketones during the Tour de France, where several teams were reported to be using them, including Jumbo Visma, with team boss uh, Richard Plug saying the drink improved performance by 15%. So this is, look, that, that to me is a, a, a red flag when you're taking uh, a product and it's in, you know, increasing it by 15%. Adding its absence from the prohibited list meant there wasn't an issue. Okay, granted, there's nothing wrong with it at the, as of now. Um, the problem with ketones is that we know too little, Leger argues. We don't know who uses it, how many riders are taking it, we, whether it improves performance and what the long-term effects are. We do know that some riders get stomach problems. Then why would they use them? Are they necessary for health? I don't think so. Well, I mean, come on. You ever had a, maybe you got drinking, right? And you get hung over. Why would you continue to do that? If it, well, because sometimes you do. I don't know what the, what the, what the, I don't know the bad stomach is, is a good example. Um, but I'm going to keep reading this through here because there's some good give and take, and then we'll, we'll break that down. A nutritionist scientist who works with Jumbo Visma, Asker Jukendrup, uh, argues that if ketones were to be banned, they should also ban carbohydrates and all nutritional supplements. Quote, advice to them to use them is nonsensical and based on nothing except emotion, he said. Then you should also ban carbohydrates and glycerol because they fall under the same category as ketones. And then you could also argue that for a ban on all nutritional substances, including vitamins or vitamins, as they might say. The argument about upset stomachs makes no sense either. Too much of anything can cause complaints. If you take too many gels, you also get stomach problems. Now, yes, I would agree uh, completely with that one. Now, look, Leger, I think part of the problem you have here is, okay, you have this MPCC. Why don't you commission a, a study to to do this instead of just throwing it at the UCI? You're, you're going to trust the UCI, and, and maybe that's their whole point. And maybe the teams that are using the ketones need to conduct a study and kind of break this down as well. So you can have some give and take on one side. I would not want, and, and, and I think it's kind of crappy that uh, Leger and the MPCC is just throwing this at the UCI to do it. I mean, I don't trust the UCI very much at all. I mean, they've been complicit with doping, you know, in the past and they're kind of a feckless organization in a sense. So, but yet one with a lot of power, if that makes sense. So I would not just throw it at them to make these decisions. I would try to do some research myself and see what the actual issue is. Uh, and, and instead of just throwing, look, Maybe maybe there's a oh my god these guys are riding aerodynamic bikes and they're they're too fast and they're too light that's dangerous a light bike will just break and so you just throw it and say that well maybe not maybe those bikes maybe there's something useful about that and you should get on a light and uh, aero bike yourself um, and so maybe that's the case maybe it's just a better way and I don't know enough about ketones 
<clears throat> Lance Armstrong pushes them, and he, hey, he's a quality person with no uh, background issues, and he just says it's just like that. Just it's a, it's like carbs, it's just like supplements. But at what point is a is an additional additive or whatever you're using that you know becomes performance enhancing, and that it, to me is maybe the gray area, and it's maybe something that we're not ever really going to be able to get to. I, mean, I, I even think that you know some people have the no needles policy. I think. Uh, like Taylor Finney was even doing a situation where he was like, I'm not even taking an aspirin or I'm not having any supplements, anything. Uh, Cause I just want to avoid any kind of semblance that there might be an issue with that at all. Um, so, well, we'll see what happens uh, with all that last bit. Uh, it is all still argued that ketones are some kind of magical agent. The doctor goes on to say here, but nothing indicates that in theory, we see that it improves performance, which is why we work with it. I mean, yes, I mean, that's that's kind of the problem, right? 15%, that's huge. But in practice, I have not seen any evidence for this. Okay, so he's saying now, Roger Plug, uh, Richard Plug is saying uh, 15%. The doctor says, yeah, it seems fine, but I haven't actually seen evidence in this. It is difficult to say how long uh, that will take, but uh, if there is a ban, we will look for other ways to improve athletes' <coughs> blood doping uh, because that's what the sport is all about. <laughs> Excuse me, I had something in my throat. Okay, well, there you have it with that and um, ketones. I don't, I don't know a ton about it, so it would be interesting, you know, if you guys have have uh, questions or concerns or, or something that you've taken into account with with blood doping that it might be of interest that we can um, at least have a better conversation about. I don't know enough, so therefore uh, I'll have to do some of my own investigation. But it sounds like to me, I know just as much as. Uh, Jay does. Yeah, probably saw that little thing. So let's take a look at this one. Stefan Denefil jailed over Operation Adderless blood doping. Uh, the Aqua Blue Rider, a sport rider, has been sentenced for defrauding teams by dub blood doping. Okay, so my first re in initial reaction of seeing that headline was uh, you're putting someone in jail for, you know, some of these countries. It's ridiculous. It's They've criminalized um these kind of situations where you're, you know, blood doping or performance enhancing is actually a criminal event. And I'm not a fan of that. Um, not at all. Um, you know, stop putting people in jail for nonviolent offenses is my whole thing in general, because you're not really helping them help themselves or the situation. You know, there's, there's issues going to civil court restitution. You can pay that, but you do read this and there's a little bit different line. It's not just because he was blood doping. They're saying blood doping, and therefore he defrauded the teams. Okay. I think it was Gerg Preidler was another writer that had been involved in this. This is kind of an Austrian thing and with this doctor, and I think a doctor is going to be sentenced here fairly shortly as well. Uh, but let's just go on here. Denefil, I think Denefil too won, I want to say, the 2016 a stage in the in the Vuelta. I think that was a year last year that uh, Contador raced. Um, I could be wrong on that, but check that out. I, I know one of the writers for Aqua Blue did win a stage that year. Um, he's been jailed over his involvement in the Operation Adelaide blood doping scandal. The Austrian former pro has also been banned between 2018, uh, 14 and 18 for his blood doping in that period. He was arrested and he admitted it to the, uh, the police that he had done that. Um, he had been with IMM Cycling and Aqua Blue and now sentenced to two years in prison <laughs> and 16 months suspended sentence. A uh, 33-year-old admitted to blood doping. Um, the big fine for him was 349,000 euros. Uh, he was implicated. We know that. There was a raid. Fellow Austrian, Georg Preidler. Yeah, we, we saw that as well. Preidler was, um, I think he was only had to do, I don't know how many, uh, 12 months suspended sentence and 2,880 euros. So 
Is he not making as much money? I don't know. But basically, the court here said that um, he... Let's, let's see if we can find this. Uh, probably there... Um, Denifel was implicated. We got that. There was a section here. They accused him of defrauding the team by blood doping and regularly taking growth hormones from the 2017 Giro up until he left. Oh, that's a Pridler last year. Pridler, Dr. Demand. Um, there was a section here. I thought it talked about the actual, um, the judge said that Denifel, here we go. But the judge said that Denifel would not have been hired by his former teams if they had been, uh, had been aware of his doping and therefore would not have been paid. Okay, so who's getting the money? This is a criminal offense. Um, they're, usually you have to show uh, restitution to a victim. Um, those usually are like, I don't know that they're, they're showing that this is a victim, that this 350, basically we'll just call it 350 euros, is being paid back to the team. The team's no longer. Um, was the team no longer because of his actions? No, there was other issues with Laka Blue. Remember, they're trying to form with a different team at the time. There was all kinds of problems. Where's that money going? I think that's just the Austrian government that's just taking the funds in. Um, seems like a kind of a, and this is where I'm just like, it's really crappy. Once again, if Aqua Blue was was defrauded and they felt they were damaged, they I probably got the best out of it they could. I mean, he was winning stages. Like I think I think he's the guy, and was doing if he was three hundred fifty thousand euros. You know, he's putting some value into that team. Team didn't go defunct because of him. There was other issues. And matter of fact, it might have even sustained itself a little longer and given other people jobs due to the fact that he was doing this. So there's a little bit of weirdness there. If the team needed to come and show that they were defrauded, uh, you know, they should have done that in civil court. I just really think this is a, a crappy way to do it on criminally. Now, how is he going to pay the, those funds back when he's in an Austrian jail? Uh, I don't know. Now, with all that said, I think there is a, a, not a bright side, but a good line in a sense where now riders, maybe they're like, oh, this is going to really hit me where it counts in the financial bucket. You know, not only you get this, you get, terminated from your team you're not paid but you actually could have back charges done and or you know fees that you would owe and now possibly criminal i mean that's that's maybe deter you from taking that one step further maybe i don't know people you know do all kinds of things thinking they're not going to get caught so you know even you look at lance even though he had all these lawsuits and you know landis won this and the u.s government was after him on that um, he still has mentioned, while he may not have the money and prestige he did before, he did take the money that he earned during that time and he invested it into this little company called Uber. And he said he, now he has a ton of Uber money. Yeah. So I don't know that he's really all that disappointed. Uh, with, and I know he still thinks uh, Floyd's a POS, but hey, I don't know that this is the way of going about it. That's, that's kind of my point on that one. So, you know, he's out. Uh, the judge, like I said, put Denefield in jail for two years, 350,000 euros. Yikes. Okay, let's go to another one here. This is a situation, we've been seeing this with sprinters lately, complaining about uh, other sprinters. Remember, it started a little bit ago with Caleb Ewing was complaining about um, the, he complained about um, Grunewagen and saying that he was, Cause you know the last race and and or the tour of Turkey the crash and that there was all kinds of problems there and kind of just digging on him. Uh, I didn't even think Jakobsen had really gone after Gronewagen like Caleb Ewing had. Now we have Peter Sagan. He's talking about Wout Van Aert. He says Peter Sagan says Wout Van Aert should apologize over Tour de France sprinting incident. 
former world champion, has reflected in his dispute with Van Aert during stage 11 of last year's tour. So this was the situation. Van Aert gets second. Um, Sagan's relegated to the back of the pack. There was some headbutting, I think, there of Sagan to Wout. Wout gives him the finger afterwards, and that's what um, Peter's all upset about. So after the finish, Sagan was relegated to last place in the peloton <clears throat> after initially finishing second on the stage, while Van Aert was also handed a fine for inappropriate behavior after raising his middle finger to Sagan, given the universal salute, I guess, of your number one. Such situations happen in Japan sprints. Everyone knows how hectic things can get. After what he said to me in that sprint, I think he should apologize. I thought that five months ago, and I still do now. This is what Sagan's saying. Well, I won't lose any sleep over it. Uh, the, <laughs> that's what's great to me on that one is, um, here's Peter Sagan saying, look, I didn't even think about this, but I've been thinking about it for the last five months. It doesn't bother me. I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I really bothered and he should apologize because I'm not, I don't really care, but I really care that he hasn't apologized for what he said to me. These are the things we miss about Peter Sagan and not winning last year, not being able to be on the four and he's kind of bringing things back up. So um, this is kind of the situation where you're in traffic, maybe you're just driving down the freeway, minding your own business, you're plenty of space with you in the car, you're not doing anything, guy pull, guy or girl, pulls right in front of you and you have to slam on the brakes, it's totally their fault, you give them the bird and they freak out at you. How dare you, you know, call them to, this is the exact situation. Sagan was totally in the fault, just let it go, right? It's your fault here, you got relegated, uh, you lost the green jersey probably because of that, or at least a chance for it, and now you're still mad at Wout. I don't know. Wout's one of the straighter sprinters out there. We've seen that in this. We saw that at Milan San Remo. We saw it at, was it Flanders? Yeah, he does pretty pretty straight sprinting, so I wouldn't really. Sagan, get over it. Um, we have mailbag. I'm going to go through this mailbag here and kind of see what you guys had to complain about. Uh, there were some good comments on our Jason Saltzman um, interview. So appreciate those. Keep those coming. Keep uh, the encouragement coming for Mr. Saltzman. Last week, uh, we had some comments. So we'll start with Facebook. Uh, Jason Grafath says pretty extreme take on Velo promo. This is to me, I, admit, I imagine the current consensus is that we have a significant spike in cases from people not following social distancing guidelines. VP is just repeating this consensus as far as events. Even if VP wanted to put an event, they wouldn't get permits. This isn't the shit sandwich that we all, this is the shit sandwich we all get to keep chomping on. Yum. Uh, USAC is strongly advising against Q1 events. I am thinking of getting the very individual South Canal time trial series started again in February, running on Sundays. Okay. Uh, I did respond back that basically I just had a very narrow take. Was that part of blaming everybody? I mean, uh, are you doing group rides? Are you out there doing this? Am I seeing stuff on Strava? Or I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying if, because I'm saying they are calling all of us out, okay, that it's your fault. And and so I just mentioned that and I said, it's your, your fault, Jason. It's, <laughs> I mean, yours, mine, everybody, even those that are doing the thing right. Uh, I've also spoken out against USA Cycling, not pushing for healthy living via bike racing right now. So far, USA Cycling hasn't pointed you or has not pointed to, to any of us as being the problem. Jason responds, he said, I'm seeing the consensus in the media I consume. Okay, so 
Um, you can look other places and maybe there's contradictory information out there. Okay. YouTube, Mark Tucker said, I had similar thoughts about some of the wording on the Velo Promo update. This is coming from a Velo Promo GoFundMe contributor and prize money donator. So I'm not anti VP. Hope they can find a way to put on some NorCal races. I raised 25 USAC sanctioned in 2020, but with a lot of more travel and expenses required, planning on the same for 2021, but missed the NorCal stuff. Um, I just want to reiterate though, I'm not anti-Velo Promo. I just thought the blanket accusation was misplaced. These are baffling to me coming from groups that are, should be promoting the sport. We're, we're just talking about um, racing. We watched Tour de France. We watched the Vuelta. We watched all these other things. We see Georgia and Florida having races last year. And you know, I, you want me to pull up a chart that I have here of California compared to Florida of when they've closed, when they've done closed indoor dining, when they've had curfews. And our numbers are much, much worse. I don't know if there's a correlation. I don't know what it is, but all I'm saying is there's some data needs to be gone through. And so Mark Tucker says, um, round trip airfare to Gainesville is only 200. Swamp Classic is February 6 and 7. All right. It looks like we're going to be just watching Mark and Sean Bagley uh, for local this year. Um, I don't want to beleaguer this point. I think it's important for us to race and I think it's important for us to promote a healthy lifestyle. And what have you done during COVID season, which has now been a basically a year to make sure that you and your loved ones are in the best position possible. If you get this, I, I got it. Um, my family got it and we did as much as we could to make sure because it's going to happen. You're, you're going to probably get it. Someone you know is going to get it, whether you're following the guidelines or not. Um, once we got it, by the way, we did definitely stay away from everybody, quarantined ourselves in. That's just what you're doing. But we've done as much as we can to be as healthy as possible. If you're getting that COVID-15 weight on you, then maybe you are not doing what you should be for helping yourself and you're expecting everyone else to do it for you. So anyway, episode 219, we are done with that. Go out and ride your bike, get some vitamin D, stay healthy, drink and eat healthy, take care of your family and your friends, and we will see you on the other side. But I hope, I really hope that we're going to start seeing people um, out doing some bike racing. It would be nice. I think we can do it. I think we could do it in the right way. Uh, and I, I'm all for doing those crappy uh, little crits in a, a abandoned parking lot somewhere so we can maybe get them anyway all the best it's january 18 so how soon is it going to be until you are fit and ready to go take care everyone <laughs>